Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the news that you need to know every day here at. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the news that you need to know every day here at Full Spectrum Survival on YouTube. I want you to look at this footage. What is happening with the war on Europe? Imagine you are at home. You don't believe that a war can happen in your city, and then it does. You stay in your city your home that you have been paying on, worked hard for for 20 years, your family nearby, you keep all of these things here with you. You know things are getting harder, and they are. Food is harder to come by. Security is a memory. Then this happens. A phone call monitored from afar. My granddaughter called me and screamed, the person said. Grandma, our house is on fire. There was a missile hit. Mom is under the rubble. She is unconscious. These are the people that every time I see viewers and commenters saying Ukraine's getting what it deserves shows me that we have a huge lack of empathy and a rise in immoral and wrong thinking in our world. These are the people who don't deserve this. This happens collaterally in every conflict. Don't get me wrong, when America went into Pakistan, when America went into Afghanistan, when America went into Iraq, when America went into Libya, when America went into Vietnam, when America went into all of these countries, this happened. That doesn't make it right. And so what I want you to get ready for is as you sit with friends and family, as we usher in a new year and everybody thinks it can't happen here, that it can, and one day it will. And so you being able to buffer yourself from what is coming is going to make the difference between life and death for a lot of people. When other people still have to go to work, you might call in sick because you know how quickly things can turn. When other people are still going to the store because they only shop by the day, whether for their own economic reasons or just because they don't like keeping that much food in their house, you can stay home and cook with the food that you have. When other people are placing themselves into harm's way, you are keeping you and your family out of it. That is what being prepared is all about. Analysts with experience inside of the U.S. government say that the military and the current U.S. administration is in the current uh, is in the final phases of discussions to send Bradley fighting vehicles to Ukraine. Bradleys, they say, will uh, provide a major increase in ground combat capability because it is in effect a light working tank according to analysts. On the news, Russia last out, uh, lashed out against the USA, saying that the country is narrowly leading the world into war. One expert on Russian intelligence data analysis and information gathering says that there is a new line that America is about to cross. There comes a point, he says, when the people that you are attacking stop blaming the person that is pulling the trigger and instead blames the person who supplied the gun. Look at what has happened in America, he warns. A nation divided on these very same lines. Half the people believe that it is the gun's fault, not the criminals that are pulling the triggers. He continues, now Russia and the Russian people are nearing the very same conclusion. It is America's fault, they are warning. It is NATO's fault. Because without the supply of these weapons into Ukraine, the training that is provided by the American military, the intelligence that is being passed on by the U.S. CIA and NATO to Ukraine, Russia 
he warns, would have already won this war by overwhelming force. And for the good of the people, the Ukrainian government at the time would have had to give in to Russia a long time ago. And because of this, he says in a final statement, Russia now sees America as the aggressor. And it is America who will pay dearly for every Russian life that has been lost from this point of decision forward. Now, that's quite a concerning thought, isn't it? Think about it. You know people who believe it's the gun's fault. People get into car accidents, drunk drivers. They don't believe that it's the car's fault. But without that car, they couldn't have ran over and killed somebody, could they? So maybe they need to go after Dodge, or maybe they need to go after Ford. Maybe they need to go after the bar. No, it's the person doing the wrong. And so we have this, uh, this idea that you can go after somebody else, the supplier. And that's exactly what Russia is going to do. Now, that means when Russia starts to look at your hometown, do you have a naval base nearby? What about a military base? Do you have maybe a, uh, uh, do you live in Washington or near it? You live on one of the coasts that's within easy reach. You should start to be concerned about this because as Russia sees America as the aggressor, it can act out whether openly and overtly, or it can initiate sleeper cells that are within the country. That's spy organizations, spy agencies, capable of doing things like infrastructural sabotage, capable of doing things like food production, plant destruction capable of all manners of war. And so when we have these things happen in the country, we have to look back, take a step back and say, okay, what's really happening here? Is this really just a left versus right fighting against the same bird? Or is this the initiation, maybe even the beginning of something larger that is starting to play out? I want you to see where the final direction of this war is going. The following statement is made from the Ukrainian president. He says, congratulations to the prime minister of Israel, Netanyahu, on the formation of a new government. He says, I wish success on the way of the welfare and security of Israel. I confirm, Zelensky says, Ukraine's readiness for close cooperation to strengthen our country's ties. And he continues to confront common challenges, achieve prosperity, and victory over evil. Now, with Ukraine and Israel becoming closer buddies, that's a real concern for Russia. Russia has already said, Israel, don't you dare place your Iron Dome anywhere near European Russian uh, territory. They said that the Palestinians might have a problem with it, but Russia will completely knock it out of this world. Now, if Israel does become engaged in this war with uh, Ukraine and Russia, that is when you're going to see the next real kickoff to World War III. The Ukrainian military has sent out a warning saying that Russia is in the deployment phase of deploying additional ships to the Black Sea. Ukraine's Southern Operational Command warning showed that Russian uh, ships have been deploying surface and submarine missile carriers on combat duty. The carriers are equipped with caliber missiles. The Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov has sent, uh, sending a warning to the West in none in no uncertain terms. He has said that Ukraine's idea of expelling Russia from Eastern Ukraine and Crimea with the help of America is just an illusion. There is word now that the Israeli Air Force is making its final preparations for a launch 
uh, of an air operation against the IRGC, Iran's uh, guard forces, and the nuclear weapons development facilities inside of Syria and Iran. Now, there's cooperative uh, engagement happening between Syria and Iran, and that's what Israel is going after. That's what, in some cases, Turkey is going after. This is going to be a show of force by the new prime minister, uh, Netanyahu. Military strategists say that they are expecting the U.S. military to become involved in this upcoming operation, if only in a, an intelligence and supportive role. Keta Combs, or Keta Combs, sent in a message yesterday, and I think this is important for you to hear. Keta says, Thank you, Brad, for all that you do. As you and others like you are the only connection that I have to being prepared. I am 70 and not in great shape, but I continue to do no. what I can to prepare for my family who do not believe anything that I have shared over the years. So I stopped sharing, but I continue to prepare as there are six great-grandchildren under 10 and another one due in March. I live alone in a small senior apartment complex where no one has mentioned anything about being prepared. Anyway, thanks everyone for the information. It is invaluable. God bless and keep you all safe. What an important message. A beacon of light in otherwise murky or fog-riddled territory. You are doing exactly the right thing for you because you know, you remember what it was like for our grandparents and our family members to prepare. It wasn't a weird right-wing, left-wing extremist thing to do. No. If you didn't put food away during good times, you would not have food during hard times. And so a lot of people want to draw an invisible line and they want to say, well, we don't have hard times anymore. Look, the grocery store is full. But they don't realize that these are economically hard times. And so even though the grocery store is full with lots of food for rich people, there are a great growing subset of people inside the USA that cannot afford it. And so it doesn't matter. They would have had food put away for these harder times for them. What about medicine and about other things? You see, preparedness is much wider than a given events reaction. Instead, it is a way of life that makes sure that you have a fire break against wildfires. You're doing everything you can to get ready. And so, uh, Keta, I want to appreciate you for sending this message out, respect you for continuing to be a beacon of light for your great-grandchildren that you care about. And I also want to give a little bit of empathy to the family who can't open their eyes to it. You know, you have to be able to have a, a, a very strong mind to be able to see the dangers and realities of our world and continue to prepare for them. A lot of people have to shut it down. And if everyone saw car crashes, you know, I just saw it on, on a Reddit today. Somebody posted a x-ray. This x-ray was of the dislocated hips and broken leg bones of an individual who drove, uh, the passenger drove with their feet up on the dashboard. And it was just message after message from paramedics. These paramedics were saying, oh yeah, mostly those are non-survivable events. Or they say the person will never walk again. And yet people are still dumb. And sorry if you've done it before. I've done it before and I'd be like, oh my gosh, that was dumb of me. You put your feet down. Since people are so dumb, we easily forget that these things can happen. We forget that accidents happen every day. Or 
we purposefully say they're not going to happen to us. And so a lot of your family, Keta, might be saying that very same thing. They forget that these things can happen to them, or they purposefully say that's not going to happen to me. And that allows them to continue on with their daily life, wake up, go to work, start new families, do all these things without preparedness. You know, ideally, they should be doing these things with preparedness. Uh, my wife was just taking my son to the uh, dermatologist, and uh, she just wanted to let me know that she's out there. So being aware and prepared is about doing these things with preparedness. You continue on your life. You do your chores, you do your prep work, and then you have fun. Paul Singer's Elliott Management Corporation is warning that the global financial system is vastly over-leveraged. We have economists saying that 2023 is going to be a deadly, deadly year for the economy. You may have heard now that the U.S. Virgin Islands is suing J.P. Morgan Bank for turning a blind eye to the former client Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking private island debacle. Bloomberg reported on it. Lots of other outlets did. Let me tell you why this is significant. If the pitchforks and the torches come out for these people who have worked in the shadows, you're going to see every politician get touched. You're going to not in the way that they're used to. You're going to see every church organization get hit. You're going to see the mayors, the people who you would never think of. You see, people often ask me, well, Brad, if you really want to make change, why don't you get into politics? Because I think as soon as you get into those positions of power, you are leveraged. They leverage you based on your vices. So if you are a, uh, you know, a guy who likes girls, they're going to just throw lots of girls at you. If you're a girl who likes drugs, they're going to throw lots of drugs at you. You're, they're just going to leverage your vices and make you susceptible to being just like them. And so for me, it's just better to stay away from that. But you're going to see if this goes through and if you start seeing these things come out into the open, the whole government's going to crumble because people will not be able to turn a blind eye anymore to the bad, evil, disastrous things that their voted-in politicians have done. Continuing on, as we wrap up this year, there has been significant paths toward financial ruin for 2023. Massive developments include consumer confidence hitting a record low, credit card debt nearing $1 trillion, most unaffordable housing market in decades is formed right under the eyes of the Federal Reserve. Interest rates are higher than 2008 and more tech layoffs than 2001. Economists say that 2023 is going to be hell to pay. Goldman Sachs CEO says that staff cuts are coming in. In fact, you can see if the financials are going to get bad based on how well they're paying their staff. So if these huge economic corporations are cutting staff, it's about to get real. The Indian Defense Force has cleared away for tactical ballistic missiles to be deployed along the Chinese border. The Defense Ministry has proposed a procurement and deployment of these Prale or Prale ballistic missiles on its border with China and Pakistan. They say that this is going to increase the war games taking place in the region. A former Mossad intel chief says that Israel must prepare for an imminent attack on Iran. The former head of defense ministry's political military bureau and the intelligence director says that Iran is days to weeks away from enriching enough uranium to a 90% military, uh, military grade level. Let me tell you something. If Iran does get a nuclear weapon, 
the USA will do nothing about it. Israel might, but the USA, if done through diplomatic means, political means, will do nothing. Iran, he says, is at a more advanced level than I can ever remember when it comes to a country's uranium enrichment. They are days or weeks away from getting to 90%. Does that mean that they can build a nuclear weapon, another strategist says? Yes. Speaking at an event hosted by the Times of Israel, the, a correspondent says that I am not implying that Israel is capable. I am saying that it is. Speaking of taking out Iran's nuclear power plants. Iran is not a standalone issue, they say. Our national security and strategic relationship with the U.S. are above all. Nothing can be done in Israel without the Americans. Palti warns against inflaming tensions on top of Temple Mount. The national security of each of the countries are intertwined, he says. The interest of the state of Israel is for Jordan to be strong and unshakable. But he says a day of change is coming soon. I want to get to a couple of viewer comments. The first one is going to come to us here on this channel by a viewer that goes by the name of Diana De Palma. Question, I did the test. Speaking of testing your family, testing your friends, and making sure that they will come and aid you when it's not an emergency, just when you need a little help. Uh, Diana says, all of the people I've always been there for, any of their needs, they have failed me. So do I tell them this was a test? Clever name replies and says, personally, I would not tell them. I would change how they, it would change how they act in the future. And you would always question their integrity and their motives. It's a nose-win situation at this point. I get <laughs> says, I would not tell them. I would also not forget it. God bless all of us who work to make this world a better and more loving place. So there we go. I told you to test your family. I told you to test your friends. And I told you to do it by asking them to come to your aid when it's not an emergency. Say you need some help with uh, you know, groceries, going to the grocery store. You need a little bit of help in the garden. Uh, maybe you need something, uh, you know, some, something that makes sense of why you need their help. If they don't do it, sure, everybody can have uh, you know, plans that get uh, you know, in the way. Ask them again. If they don't do it again, maybe you go for two strikes, maybe you go for three. Definitely on the third strike, you know that they are not. They're a relationship of convenience to you. There's no two-way street. I know that you've went to them and helped them before. And let me tell you, we have friends like this too, Kelly and I. Does that mean that we completely close them off? No. We're still good people with them, but we don't rely on them for anything. And we don't let them know anything that could be uh, you know, destructive in any way. We understand that this relationship is not 50-50, and it's not a ratio that we agree to. And so, you let it be what it is. You know, there's a current, uh, there's a certain uh, psychological acceptance of selfishness in relationships, right? It, let's take me and my wife, for example. We've been together, guys, 18 loving, beautiful years. Have two beautiful children. We accept that we are each fulfilling something for the other person. Well, for me to have Kelly fulfill something for me means that I have a, a certain amount of selfish want there. And she just happens to fill each one of those wants for me. And the same in return. Now that's husband and wife, but let's take friends, for example. You have friends that you like going to the movies with. Well, what happens when you don't go to the movies? Sometimes you're not friends anymore. Or you like friends that you like going to games with. If there's not games, you're not friends anymore. That be, that's because we each have a 
sort of selfish, a, a desire to fill a need of one's self. And I think the word selfish maybe even has too many negative con uh, connotations. So a desire to fill a need of one's self. And we fulfill those needs in the people that we surround ourselves with in relationships. Now, a lot of people won't have a two-way street there. Uh, you know, you'll give and they won't give back. And so you have to understand that when push comes to shove and things start getting tough in your area and you need somebody to come keep watch on your house because there's too many robberies or you need help with uh, grandma getting to the store or whatever it might be, those people might not be there for you. Rocky has another question. Question, how do you find peace with vindictive people? Another great people question. Oh, the pain. The reason I say this is because I have been out of my hometown for 20 years, of which I visit once in a while. What I have found is everybody is mad at each other, and they're saying awful things. They just can't get over the past, and it is coming back to haunt them. It is a free-for-all, and I want no part of that. So how do you handle vindictive people or nasty people? Well, that's definitely an, an individual's position on what best to do. But one of the best things that you can do is, uh, you know, be kind and don't be too giving. Don't let people take advantage of you in any way. Don't let them harm you. Don't do anything that abuses you or your family. Just be kind and don't let them take advantage of you. That's really it. Guys, I hope that these videos help you get ready and see the world's events that are taking place, the things that are unraveling, and help us kind of see, okay, these are the positions that we need to start getting ready for soon. From my family to yours, please stay safe and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by you, by all of our members on Patreon. If you want to get in on next month's Patreon, you've got to get in today or tomorrow, or else you're not going to get the uh, January mail out. Please, everyone, stay safe and keep watch. ContingencyMedical.com. If you're looking for antibiotics and you're looking for real ones, not fish antibiotics, not uh, bird antibiotics, but real antibiotics from a real pharmacy and a real doctor, Contingency Medical has a coupon code for you. FSS10 gets you a uh, discount off there. Now, do I also have other types of antibiotics? Yes. Do I also have uh, natural remedies? Yes. But I have antibiotics just in case. And NutrientSurvival.com forward slash FSS. Use the code FSS15 to get a discount of 15%, maybe only until the end of this year, on long-term food storage. It's for when your pantry's full and you need something that if you have to throw it in your backpack and get on the run, you can do it quick. Much love to you and yours. Please continue to test the people around you and stay safe. The only way I believe to make money, it's exciting, I love it. Single day on YouTube by Full Spectrum Survival. Today is Thursday, December 28th. Now let's begin. The foreign minister to Russia has said that the United States stated through its diplomatic channels to the Russian embassy that the USA does not want to and will not fight directly against Russia. This is being seen in Russian circles as a, an okay or an allotment, an allowance to move forward with its annexation of multiple regions in Ukraine. Now, Russia has already come out and said that they will not agree to any sort of peace deal with Ukraine if that does not include Crimea and the other annexed, what Russia calls Russian regions. 
And Ukraine has said that they will not agree to a peace deal if it does not include Russia removing itself wholly from all of Ukraine. Reports are affirming or reaffirming a Russian <coughs> reclassification of these steps that the country will continue to operate within in the engagement of nuclear weapon use. Experts say that there is suggestive data now showing that Russia has made silent alterations to its existing known doctrines. And now the Italian minister is warning the world that the country expects Russia to use nuclear weapons if Ukraine continues to win its fight in this war. And this is after a Russian commander also suggested just earlier this month that using nuclear weapons may be the only way that the Russian government survives the confidence loss that is being experienced in this Chinese and Russian New World Order. More on the top Italian defense minister's warning, defense officials' warning, Italy's defense minister, Guido Crosetto, reportedly said in a recent interview that the use of nuclear energy is planned by Russia. He says it is unthinkable for us. And for Moscow, yes, if they are reaching a point of no return, they risk defeat. The danger exists, although he hopes it's unlikely. If Russia feels its territorial integrity is threatened, we, says Russia's president, Vladimir Putin, will use all defense methods at our disposal. And this is not a bluff, he reiterated. I'm going to comment here on an interview of a Russian invasion underground. Now, this is going to include a lot of information that you and your family need to take note of because it's things that you will experience as social disorder reigns in the United States of America. This is where the lines of innocent civilian and government operative are blurred. Most are running for their lives, like you probably will be. Some are working for and some against the government. This is where you will be in a long duration emergency. Your food will come from either government operations or from the black market. Your medicine will come the same way. You will know who is safe and you'll know where is safe based on your use of this underground. This is no dystopian fantasy. This is happening right now in Ukraine. This already happened in Syria. It happened in Libya and it happened in Egypt. It will happen in America. A woman who worked for several days in the Kyrgyzstan Regional Administrative Building during the occupation claims openly that people would spy for Ukraine by leaving hidden recording devices in offices or in meeting rooms. Another is a government op that tells with detail of his military-ready past, how this war drove him to be a guerrilla and a spy. It is reported that before February of this year, just a few months passed in terms of this war, this individual spoke with authorities to the West and in Ukraine to prepare for Russia's arrival. According to this guerrilla, Ukrainian intelligence left Kyrgyzstan and other places poorly, poorly prepared to resist an invasion. He does give some insight into ideas that you will need to survive a social or a government collapse in your area. Now, once you start to see the social contract break down, that's when you and your family are going to have to take things into your own hands. You have to realize that we have been gifted grace. The COVID shutdowns, the riots that ensued could have transitioned into a full-blown civil war, social divide, or social collapse. There will be a time in the future of America when it does. 
when everyone's anger and everyone's anxiety is up. And it's up enough to build hate that people can never let go of without bloodshed. But we were gifted peace in those events and in the events of our last election here in America. One of those times, each of those times, we were close to an unraveling. And so it is with this understanding I ask you to prepare so that when the unraveling does happen, you and your family will be at home, you will be safe, and you will be protected. Back to how this Ukrainian government operative can deliver some words of advice. He says that he warned the Ukrainian government to prepare. Usually, he says, when a place anticipates the possibility of captured territory or resistance, there are hidden stashes of weapons, hidden supplies that should be prepared in advance. Now, here is a government op right here telling you that you need to get ready by preparing your own stashes, your own caches, your own supplies. You need to put them maybe underground, maybe in storage buildings, maybe along your route to an evacuation location, maybe just not inside of your home or your vehicle. You need to start thinking about this right now. He continues, there were no weapons. There were no explosives, nothing in the areas that could be occupied. He says that he decided on his own to fight the Russians, which is a little bit of a dual speak because he said moments ago in this interview that he went to Ukrainian uh, government officials and told them to get ready. He continues in coordination with Ukrainian intelligence. When Russia invaded the city, he stayed in Kyrgyzstan, knowing that if he left and then came back again, it would arouse Russian suspicion. There were others, he said, that would do the same thing. And as the track closed around them, some of them formed into cells. The main factor was having, I'd replace a word here, he says having the testicles to do it. And he speaks of the cell's recruitment. He says that his own cell was, uh, was brought up and recruited for courage and their skill sets, as well as their readiness. He speaks on one way to test a person's courage, and they would hand them a suspected to be loaded grenade, and they would tell them to throw it into a building full of uh, combatant operative uh, resistance. If they do it, you stop them, and you know they will listen to your orders. Now, this isn't too different. I grew up around gang territory in the United States of America, blood in, blood out, right? A lot of people in the community might understand that you get fought in, you get, you know, you jump in, jump out. So that means you're basically going to get your behind beat. Everything short of lethal damage is going to be done to you. That's how you get beat in. Now, the threat of getting beat out is even worse. Because if you're getting beat out on the guys or in the understanding that you've done something wrong to the gang, it's going to be a lot more than beat out. You're basically in it for life. Or you have to do some sort of reparation. And you have to uh, give something worth more than your value to that organization. So here we have a similar uh, event taking place in Ukraine. Blood in, blood out. So you have to understand that this is a common, a stable use of, I guess, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, togetherness, camaraderie, group building. Now, I don't believe that you have to do that. But what I do know is that your group has to be tested. 
every single person from the young enough age, so the young adulthood, to the elderly. Why? Because it's real easy to say they're going to side with you and they're going to do what you need to, even under just the terms of an economic collapse. It's real easy for someone to say, yeah, bro, I'm going to come help you garden. No worries. I'm going to come do this for you. Oh, you need help with the animals? I'll be there every day. And then they don't show up until it's time for them to get food from the harvest, until it's time for them to get eggs from the chickens, until it's time for them to need something from you. And then they'll explain away all the reasons why they need to give their entire life to you providing them life through the food, through the sustenance, through the protection, whatever it might be. And so if you don't have something that locks them into your agreement, or, you know, an unseen, unspoken contract, then you have nothing. And so for me and Kelly, with our group members and family and friends, we, we make sure that we have real good, clear, spoken contracts. You know exactly what you're getting into. You write it down on paper. You set it out. Everybody signs it. And if you don't adhere to it, you have a breakage agreement, something that is going to uh, you know, make sense that the person, if they're going to break this contract, will hear all the negative aspects of you breaking that contract. And that could be anything from a promissory note to uh, something a little bit more physically binding. And so I ask you to uh, consider, or at least think about, how you will test the people. Because how everybody else doing it is blood in, blood out. And I don't think that you want to do that at this point in time. So he says the main factor was having the testicles to do it. He talks about how they would test them. Every day he says you wake up at 4 a.m. and you're waiting for someone to come get you out of your bed. He speaks of them closing in on spies. My neighbors were collaborators. I saw how the FSB, Russia, went to the houses across the street all the time. And they would come to the neighbor. The neighbor would already be waiting outside for them. On intelligence gathering, this operative reports that he would collect information from multiple sources and pass it on to Ukraine's special forces. He boasts that when the information was delivered, it would take mere hours for attacks to take place on positions and direct coordinates that he would pass on. So what do you think is going to happen here with your family, your neighbors, when they see that big backyard garden that you have? Do you know these neighbors? Are they going to be mad at you? Are they going to be telling other people? What can you do about it? I'm just asking you to be ready for all of these social contracts to be terminated. The observers, he says, would spread out constantly monitoring the main routes for arrivals of enemy combatant vehicles, especially from different bridge locations. This gave them a clear idea if the Russians were bringing uh, recruits or equipment across the rivers. Because only Russian data networks were available, he says, they used VPNs or apps like Signal to communicate. But he says if you have apps like this on your phone and you get caught, you're automatically an enemy combatant, shot in the street, taken out in a moment. You don't get a chance to explain how you were just talking to your uh, family members from overseas. You don't get a chance to tell them how you were just speaking about the events to uh, you know people who are pro-Russian, just like you, as you lie to your uh, you know uh, you know your opposition. No, instead, you are taken out in the street. He says he showed pictures of informants sending him through these apps, including targets, cars, the remains of booths, Google Maps streets with uh, screen captures and addresses pointed out. 
He says the Russians would attack you for having the apps on your phone. If they found it, you were out. So how is this style of find and prosecute going to be used against you? Will your Facebook data and the things that you have said be used against you when the social order breaks down? It's a good question. He says that when dealing directly with enemy combatants, the difficulty of eliminating someone's position was in direct proportion to their value. Top collaborators were protected heavily by the FSB. They were transported in armored vehicles. They were inspected for bombs. You would look at how they move around, their lifestyle, who they know, and you would look for weak points, he says. So my question for you is if your church friends begin to be prosecuted for being Christian extremists or Jewish extremists or any other reason that their ideologies are positioned negatively in the public view, how will your link to them be seen? Would your association with these friends or family call the opposition to question you? Now, I'm not telling you, of course I'm not telling you, don't speak with your church friends. That would be silly. That's your decision to do what you want to do. All I'm telling you is that things are going haywire in the world around us and things that you would never think that you could be prosecuted for will come into fruition soon. Look at how quickly strangers act in a city. They're strangers, but they can become lethal enemies. One individual reports that his acquaintance was eliminated. This was a blogger who was accused of pro-Russian views. He was accused of working with a leading Russian collaborator, taken out in the street. No chance to explain yourself. Moving on in the headlines that are affecting our world, the RIA says that the Kremlin has rejected any possibility of negotiations under the United Nations terms. The Serbian military has ordered into its highest state of readiness all troops prepared to fight with Kosovo. After an emergency meeting, the Serbian president says that the Kosovo-Serbian border is upon us in a time of conflict. A Ukrainian sabotage group has been liquidated trying to enter Russia's Bryansk region. China is strengthening its ties with Russia, defending Russia's war stance. China is saying in an address that Beijing will deepen strategic mutual trust and mutually beneficial cooperation in all areas with Russia. Edward Snowden, I'm sure you know who Snowden is. He had a play on holiday cheer with the following post. He says he knows when you've been sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows this because your pattern of life can be inferred by looking at records of your phone's most basic internet activity called metadata. He says this is a core of modern mass surveillance. And he, the unspoken Santa here, Uncle Santa, should be in jail. Toshiro Tanaka says, hey man, I love your show. I am from Romania and I expect this Ukrainian war to spill over into my country soon. Now, for the most part, I agree with everything you say, but there's one thing I am missing. Why don't you call out the minority that's responsible for these wars? You can do it without even mentioning the name. Just be real. You and I know who benefits from all these wars and the crisis that comes with them. He speaks of George Orwell saying, if you want to know who rules over you, find out who you can't criticize. Thanks, bro. So I appreciate that. What we try to do is uh, raise awareness while not being the biggest nail that needs hammering down, right? That's what every person should try to do. Do what you can with the means that you have that doesn't make you stand out as opposition to anything. 
this this channel, this information, this community is about recognizing real things that are happening. Somebody in a post on yesterday's video said, you know, Brad, I was thinking about this and you're right. It doesn't matter who was driving the car, you're the one who got hit by it. It just matters that you got hit by a car. The who, what, where, when, everything else is very after the fact, it's very removed from it. But if you're getting hit by the car, all that matters is that you got hit by a car. And so that's the information that we try to deliver here, that these things are happening. The who, what, where, when do matter, but they don't matter as much to the people affected by these events. If your power goes out, it doesn't matter as much whether it's a snowstorm, a tornado, or sabotage. Your power's out. So now you've got to keep your family members' insulin cool. Now you've got to keep your uh, heat on. You have to figure out ways to survive. Afterward, we can think about all that. So that's kind of my position. I hope you uh, can respect that. I was reading a Reddit about how much money can change your life right now. Somebody posited that question. One person says, awesome, Roy. Realistically, just enough to get me and my girls into an apartment. I have a car. I have a decent job. But it's only maintaining money, not paying bills and have leftover type of money. A couple thousand, they question, maybe 5,000. I'd still be deep in debt, but I wouldn't be as worried about food and groceries. A part of me says I just want 5,000 to build or buy an RV, a small home in the woods, and live off the land. One person had a great reply to that. They said living off the land is more expensive than you think, says Patsy Polar Bear. I'm a long life, lifelong gardener, food preserver, outdoors woman. I live in rural AF, which I'm sure you can figure out that abbreviation, rural as freak, in the wilderness. I see lots of people pass through with a very limited understanding of wilderness living. They go bust in a few years and then they move on. I'm not really living off the grid. What I am doing is supplementing my life with what I can resource from the wilderness. I'm living despite of it in extreme conditions and learning to make do with what I have. That's what a lot of these channels and people who say, oh, I've been off the grid for the last 25 years. Then, bro, where are you getting your chocolate from? You're not growing it. Where are you getting everything else from? You know, you're supplementing with the things that you can procure. And does that mean that if the rest of the world went bust, you die? No. It just means don't say you're completely independent from the world if you're still enjoying that Hershey's thick, lead-filled, dark chocolate. But getting back to the post, they say supplementing my resources with what I can gather from the forest, an example, firewood, is not free. It costs my time, my heavy labor, and the risk of cutting off my hand while I'm six hours away from a hospital. Even if I don't cut my hand off, I'm still hurting for days just for cutting firewood. Cutting, loading, splitting, unloading, stacking 10 or more curds, uh, cords of wood, it's a job. It's a job you can't do when you get old either. So then you have to pay people for that service, which also is not cheap when you live rural as freak. Oh darn, did the boiler go down? Did the pipes bust? Try getting a repair person to your house when you're six hours away from civilization. You need an extensive skill set, outdoors, practical repairs, automotives, food prep, food preservation, first aid, more serious first aid, hunting, fishing, equipment skills, and more skills to survive long term. You also need to be psychologically ready for not seeing other humans for an extended period of time. I'm not saying this to discourage you, she says. This life is the best life for me, is the best for a minority of people. I say this for anyone else reading. 
Don't buy a tiny house in a cheap lot in the middle of Montana if you aren't ready. People die here if they're not ready. Find a small rural community with plenty of wide open spaces. Rent a house in town, stay for a year or two, make friends, build a network, and that is how you will survive if you decide to stay. She signs off with best of luck, my friend. Now that is some of the most common understanding of positioning. This isn't a SHTF community, folks. This is poverty finance or, uh, or one of the other ones on a subreddit on YouTube where people are just dealing with the fact that they're living through an economic crisis. Yet here we have a very SHTF community-minded individual understanding that the best thing that we can do is widen our skill set, which is free except the time that we give it. We can build communities, which is free except the time that we invest into it. And we can survive what is coming to the best of our abilities. And that's exactly what I'm asking you to do by stocking your pantry, getting gas for your generator, building a group with like-minded people, taking care of the people who are older and can't cut their own firewood. That doesn't mean you have to give them all of your time. Never, ever let anyone take advantage of you. It's a give and take. That doesn't mean it has to be 50-50. You might have empathy and understanding that the person who can't do as much literally cannot do as much. And so you do more on that give and take relationship. As long as you accept to do it and it does not burden you or your family, then that is your agreement, spoken or unspoken, in that relationship. But do not let people take advantage of you. We live in a world of people who survive only by taking advantage of other people. I, sure, I assure you, you have family members, either within your closest blood or nearby, that do this. This is their method and their mode of survival. Kelly and I have met dozens of people that this is their only mode of survival. Hey, this broke down. Can I use yours? Hey, I need to go to the store. No, they always offer, can I get you anything? Oh, I can't go. I don't have enough gas. Oh, hey. And they use these directions and redirections all the time. Their only mode of survival is by using other people. And I don't begrudge them for that. I don't put them down for that. A lot of times, early childhood trauma, other trauma has driven them to make this their only method of survival. There are better ways, and maybe together we can show them. But what we have to do is realize that we need other people in many cases. And when we have them, we need to make sure that it's not a one-sided street, not a one-way street. You give and you take. Build a community. If you have had luck with community building, please leave it in the comment box. If you have been unlucky with community building, please tell us your story so other people don't get caught in the same trap and we can recognize that that cliff is coming upon us quick and maybe some people can get out of it before it is too late. From my family to yours, please stay safe and keep watch. Thank you for watching the headlines that matter to our community from America and around the world. If you're interested in long-term food storage, check out nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS and use the code FSS15 for a limited time. It might just be to the end of this year to get 15% off of your order. Contingencymedical.com has real antibiotics from real doctors and the code FSS10 gets you a discount there. Most of all, stock your pantry, love the people around you, and stay safe. American as apple pie, and much more popular.
The average American eats three a week. Once a simple meal, the hamburger today is anything but simple, and it has become the engine of a vastly changed meat industry. Meat doesn't come from a farm anymore. It comes from a factory. Many worry that these changes are putting our safety at risk. Industrialization of our meat supply opened up a conduit for salmonella and Campylobacter for E. coli and five seven infections. My son Alex died a brutal death from eating contaminated hamburger. What have we forsaken for the convenience and low price of our meat today? People like to say Americans have the safest food in the world. The evidence is that it's not safe enough. Tonight, a frontline investigation. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's all right. Okay. Yeah, it's a good idea.